Right. Here we are. Yay. This is working now. Finally. Technology. Ah, thanks so much for bearing with me, Piper. It's been so long, but we are finally on the road. I'm excited. Yay. It's so hard. Yeah. I feel like an old person. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Same. Tell me about it. I'm just like, ugh. Why is it not working? But anyways, that's not the topic of the day. We've we spent literally 30 seconds just ranting. But um, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited. Um, I think that the first time I met you, I already thought I got to have you on the podcast. But you know, that life just happened. And it's been a couple of months now. But it's actually a good thing because I know you're a little better now. Um, I think it's more for me that uh, I would love to know you from another perspective because, you know, that's why I'm doing this podcast. And I think it, it's just going to be all about you now. So whatever you want to share, just just go ahead and, and share um, definitely about, you know, who you are. But maybe we'll make it a little f more fun than usual. Maybe you can just tell me and everyone who you are as somebody else. Um, speaking about you and not you speaking about yourself what would your best friend say about you oh that's a that's a tough one um I feel like people when they first meet me they probably don't expect me to be the person that I am hmm. um since moving to Melbourne I've definitely explored my um visual self a lot more than uh, than I did when I was younger. So mm -hmm. I have pink hair, lots of piercing tattoos, and I, I wear a lot of um, different things. And I think um, when people initially meet me, they're almost intimidated at times because I can come across as, um, I guess, the, the resting angry face when mm. in reality I'm pretty much terrified of a lot of things and a lot of people. <laughs> and so Melbourne for me is super overwhelming and I think it's like that coping mechanism of, Oh boy, gotta yeah. try and steer off anyone. Um, but I think I am a pretty open person, and a lot of people after they started talking to me uh, mm. <laughs> like it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I think I can be um, a very a good obsessive person. I I can never just like something. I have to love it, and I have to do everything that involves it. Um, you mm. can see this in uh, my plant collections and. <laughs> My ever-growing jungle of a room, um, but it, it'll just start off with one thing, you know, with the plants, it was, I bought a piece lily and I thought, mm, that's pretty, um, and now I have so many different variations and species and I learn about them and I research them, mm. um, but I feel like having that passion for just everything is both exhausting but super exciting, yeah. um, and I try, I try to do it with uni, I try to bring my mental health application and stuff into it but um let's be real anything's better than uni at these times <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah if I can focus on anything but doing my coursework I will yeah I feel you that's so interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool and you know that's that's really interesting because I'm like how would people think of you as a, an intimidating person because to me you're like this bubbly you know fun <laughs> I know person and I'm also yeah. tiny I'm not a very big person um <laughs> you could you could definitely beat me in a fight um <laughs> I think people forget that um the world is a scary place at times and um 
not everyone's uh, as as open as they may initially. Oh, like I don't know how to phrase it. Like, yeah, you can be right. open but not be um, visually open. And I think, yeah, I I'm trying to be less intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think I, I've learned it from a lot of different people, and it's just different things stick. Um, yeah, but the height thing definitely mm. should throw people off. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I think it's. It's like one of those saying. Just don't judge a book by its cover. And I feel like for us in general, humans in general, how we present ourselves on the physical level is really different because you know we we might like certain looks, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the way that we are if you know what I mean like it, it's kind of like I know it's, it's really hard to put it into words but I feel like we present ourselves in the way that we enjoy and it, it's definitely not what people think and yeah the way that people perceive us is really different from the way that we perceive ourselves so that's actually funny because that reminds me of this this instance <laughs> it's really funny i uh, when i was in my undergrad i i had this really like close slash not close friend like you know we, yeah. we we would hang out but we didn't really like talk talk and one day he just sat me down and he's like you're not as who you're not the person that I thought you were and then I was like what do you yeah. what do you mean by that and then he's like I thought that you're like princessy and you just don't do anything you know and I was like what do you even yeah. mean by that because I think that stems from me and my love for fashion and I just you know I try to present myself in a way that I like and I have different outfits every day I, I might look polished on the outside but it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't do anything so yeah I totally get his point but you know like that reminds me the your story reminds me of that story and I was like very interesting world we live in isn't it yeah and I think people assume sometimes assume the worst of people like they assume the worst qualities um rather than thinking oh so for example I uh try to wear the weirdest earrings that I can possibly find because they excite me and I probably would have never done it five years ago because I would have been afraid of what people thought. Mm. But now I enjoy the provoking sort of aspect of it. I want people to be excited to see what I'm wearing, but some people see it as, oh, that's just a bit too for me. Oh, I love that. And yeah, and it's like, okay, that's understandable, but I think there's, yeah, some people take the, the negative aspect first and then yeah. forget that oh, maybe... Maybe it's not for me, but it's a cool idea or it's a cool look. The, the, there's sometimes not a, an afterthought, I think. Yeah, but definitely. But Melbourne generally uh, is really good for just being expressive and, and being yourself, and especially when you're surrounded by so many other students um, yeah. and, and researchers and everything who just love to be themselves and love to express themselves in different ways, whether mm. that be through their, their research or through the way that they look. Yeah. The things they decide to do. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I really love that because I think for for us to not think about what others think of us is a really big step. And, you know, I feel like just day to day, whatever you do, you always have that 
level of self-consciousness and it's just tiring sometimes and I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you don't care about that anymore and you know I love your earrings so there you go girl <laughs> thank um, you it definitely took some time yeah but, um, but here I think, we are now yeah once you stop thinking about the mirror and start thinking about how the things that you wear and the way that you express yourself makes you feel it, uh, it, mm. it changes yeah. it feels good yeah definitely definitely I love that now this is a really interesting concept and just really fun that we're talking about this but I'm not sure what's been on your mind lately in terms of life in general would this be something that you want to share with everyone or do you have something in mind this past few days weeks months that you really really want to share with people just anything I mean, I've been working a lot uh, personally on trying to not let the future stress me out mm. because I think especially in this time of the year with university students and so uh, school students all going through exams and everything in between, yeah. uh, a lot of people transitioning into new jobs or losing jobs, but the you know, global pandemic that's <laughs> just sort of circulating, yeah. um, I think it's really easy to be swept up by mm. the what if and what's yeah. happening next. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, I, I was actually, I sat down with my new housemates last night and we all had a family dinner and it was really, really nice um, just to get to know people and to feel comfy and like you're in a little family. But we were all talking about the fact that sometimes uh, you, you have to take yourself so far back that you don't even look at the next hour. Yeah. You just look at what you're doing right now. Yeah. And I've been trying to work on that, um, especially from a psychological standpoint, because of the total anxiety that is the future at the moment for, I think, mm. everyone, really. Uh, just savoring every second that you have and savoring the present moment that you're in. Yeah. So when we were eating, I um, made my housemate, she's Indonesian, um, I made her a traditional Indonesian dessert, and I can't pronounce it for the life of me. Um, <laughs> but it was essentially a thick pancake that was filled with chocolate. Uh, traditionally, they also put cheese in it. Uh, we decided we weren't feeling that adventurous because cheese and chocolate just—it wasn't really a vibe for us. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, we were saying about how we're just trying to savor every bite, trying to understand how the, the chocolate and the melted chocolate makes us feel and how the warm pancake versus that freezing cold house makes us feel. Mm. And it was really, really grounding and really nice to just not have to think about tomorrow for a change. Mm. Um, and I think it's a practice that I'm going to really try and incorporate and I encourage other people to try and incorporate into just their daily life. It's just taking a second and stepping out of all of the feelings, all of the, mm. <laughs> the world and just going... All right, I'm here right now. What is happening right now? Mm. And uh, it, it, it was really rough, but I think um, really, really important and really thought-provoking, especially for how I've been feeling and how I'm sure a lot of other people are feeling right now. Yeah, that is so true. And I definitely agree with that. And that got me to think about the past couple of weeks, you know, um, for context, I know I've told you, but for listeners... <laughs> I just moved house and it's been the the most uh, stressful period of my life ever. Me too. <laughs> and yeah, and Piper just moved as well. And we had a Me. really nice chat the other day. And we are so glad that we, we are both settling in our own respective places. And 
just thinking about each day, I was just, I wouldn't really notice what was happening every day, and I was just thinking about, oh gosh, okay, what am I, what am I gonna do tomorrow? What am I gonna do in a week? Because I need to settle and I need to rearrange stuff. I need to clean my old house. And I need to just do a bunch of things, and it just stressed me out so much. And now that you say that, I realize that. Why would I just think about the future so much when there's already a lot to take care of in the present and enjoying the moment as well? It's a really good way to ground yourself. So I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And it's super important to accept and acknowledge the stress that you're feeling, or whether it be stress, sadness, anything like that. It's so important to accept that that's the feeling that you're feeling right now. But sometimes you almost need to tell it. Actually, you don't have a place here right now. You can stay, but you're not affecting me right now. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. And I've had to physically tell myself sometimes.、Mm. You know, okay, you're feeling a little bit sad right now, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. So you can stay, but we've got other things to do right now. And it's amazing how you can change your perspective really quickly, and it、mm. can just. Completely change the course of the day、yeah. or the course of the hour. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that reminds me of the saying: "Don't let tomorrow take up too much of today." And、mm-hmm. that is just beautiful because I think, for me personally, speaking from a perspective of someone who struggled big time with anxiety and just thinking way ahead, I think that focusing on today, focusing on the present, really helps and. There are no big steps that can happen with without small steps. So exactly, yeah. Just just focus on what you can do now. What is the one thing that you can do now? For example, to make you feel better. If you if you're feeling really low, if you're really sad, what is the one thing that you can do right now? Yeah, I think that that's really helpful. And I actually had a lovely chat with my colleague today. And you know, I I told her about my struggle with emotions lately, and then she just said, "I'm not going to give you any advice.、Um, I just think that if you can, just think about what you want to do. What is the one thing that you can do today for yourself? Yeah. Don't don't think too much about the future and other people. It's it's all about you at the moment. You need to focus on yourself. So I think focusing on today, on the present, is also focusing on yourself and not think about. Too many things at once because I know that as much as we want to be decent humans, it's not really good if we just kind of try to think about everything around us. That's going to be just、totally. so exhausting. Yeah. And you're allowed to be selfish. You're allowed to put yourself first. I think that took me a long time to realize, <laughs>、uh, probably too long. Yeah. I remember my mum once saying, "Don't be like me." Because it took her way, way too long to yeah, realize that. Yeah.、Um, and and it is sometimes you feel so selfish for saying to someone, "I can't do that right now," or "I actually need to focus on this right now." But you're allowed to do that,、mm-hmm. and it can be a, a crazy thought. I know <laughs> to say, "Well, I can put myself before other people." <laughs> That's wild, but you can, and sometimes you have to. Yeah. Regardless of how horrible it feels at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Love that. That reminds me of a lot of things 
as well because you mentioned your mom and you know this is just just a personal note but that got me to think about my own mother and I also feel feel that she's not selfish at all and she always thinks mm-hmm. for others and not herself and it just got me to think that I don't know what I can do to help her just think about herself and put herself first because uh, you know definitely it takes time to, to learn and realize that you can be selfish and yeah. it, it also took me a, a long long time to do that as well but I know that I do put myself first when I need to and when I look at my mom who's just really selfless and just you know he, she just thinks about others and not herself um, it's just kind of one of those lessons for me that if you're not focused on your present and yourself then chances are you're going to miss certain things in life and it probably would be for the best if you can just sit with yourself and learn about who you are which can be like a little strange but it is actually a really tough thing to do and not everyone can do it and you know especially during this time as well one of the most interesting things that i've heard from people is that we always have distractions and you know we always go out we always do things we always have plans and now all of a sudden we have to stay inside Mm-hmm. and sit with ourselves and to some people it's it's so so scary and at first i thought that's funny but then i looked back on my you know darkest of times and you know when i was yeah. when i wasn't ready to be alone i realized that it's understandable it depends on okay. on your stage in life and to me it took me so much to finally be able to just sit with myself and be so so happy about it but there was a time that I wasn't able to do that and that got me to realize that it's the same for all of us we are gonna have to go through the process of realizing that maybe we're not really okay sitting with ourselves Mm -hmm. so maybe we'll have to just face it head on and learn about ourselves which I think a lot of people are learning thanks to this period. I'm not saying yeah. that this is a, an enjoyable time, but we are definitely learning more about ourselves and humanity in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my closest, like my nearest and dearest friends from high school, uh, she's living in Brisbane, but mm. she knew that 2020 was pretty much kicking my butt, I think, as it has for many people. Yeah. And she sent me a post on Instagram that um, really outlined that it can be a very difficult time for people being in isolation and going through uh, life stresses. Um, so this one, this particular highlighted um, breakups and uh, relationship breakdowns and, and things like that and that hit home for me because I did end a long-term relationship at the beginning of this year and that was the probably the hardest thing I've ever ever had to go through mm. um, and I remember thinking to myself that I couldn't reach out for help because I was going to be a burden and over time I learned that no I'm not being a burden by asking my friends and family who love me <laughs> for help um, but my housemate just recently went through a very similar thing hmm. and we we were all very supportive of her, you know, whatever she needed to do to get over this, we were going to be here for her. Yeah. And when we were at this, this housemate dinner, she said to us, 
I just don't want to make you guys worry about me. I don't want to be a burden. And we all almost laughed at her because we said, well, you don't get to decide how we feel. Yeah. You, like, we are choosing to worry about you because we love you and we care about you. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting way to look at things that you're not making people feel a certain way about you. You're just giving them the opportunity to feel that way. And so I think... It is super important to be able to ask for help in such a, a, a literally isolating time. Yeah. Because chances are your friends and family yeah. undoubtedly want to be there for you. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, and it, it, so true. it's such a foreign concept for a lot of people that asking for help is a good thing. Yeah. I think we're, we're told that it's a bad thing because we're told that, oh, it's, it's selfish and it's asking people for too much. I don't think asking someone, oh, hey, can I just chat to you for a little bit? That's such a healthy thing to do. And I think more people need to really hone in on the fact that we're social beings and we're allowed to ask to oh, be yeah. social beings. Definitely. So true. It's, yeah. So, so true. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's actually something that I'm trying to learn because yeah. when... I don't know what happened when you moved, but when I moved, I just had this mentality of, you know, I don't want to bother anyone. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to just arrange everything by myself to the point oh, that I, I stressed myself out big time. And I was just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I brought that on to myself by myself. So um, actually, one of my colleagues approached me and then he's like hey how how are you moving do you need any help and i told him well i would love your help but you know like again i don't want to bother you guys because you know i have a lot of stuff and um i'm I'm just gonna book you know movers but in the back of my mind i was actually really afraid because of what's happening it's i know that it's just maybe a rational fear or something like that but because this is such a such an unprecedented time that i was just i don't know scared shitless like i didn't want to i i probably just didn't want to ask for help from anyone because a i don't want to bother them and b i'm kind of scared of what's happening with covid as well you know and the same thing happens when i try to book things for myself i'm also scared and then i thought I sat with myself and I thought, you know what? You can actually ask for help from people that you know who offered you help, mm-hmm. you know, because they are so That's kind the that they offered. And, and yeah, and they didn't offer just once, but they offered twice. And, and they offered. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. They offered. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask. Yeah. And then they I was like, to do it. <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, well, actually, it'd be nice to not have to, you know, hire strangers to, to, to take care yeah. of my my belongings and my things and you know whatever it, whatever it is that I need to move during this time if it's mm-hmm. if it's any other day if it's just you know life as we knew it I would just go out and book movers and I'll be okay but I was just so stressed out and, and then I don't know if it, it was just one of those silly moments I was like oh oh why don't I ask for help? And then I, it was just so simple, but it took me so long to learn. And Oh, I was the exact same. <laughs> yeah. 
my best friend offered I, I mean I was living on her couch God <laughs> she she offered to take all my stuff over and we did so many trips and I just remember profusely apologizing I'm so sorry Amy I'm so sorry Amy like thank you so much for taking all my stuff I'm sorry I had so much stuff and she turned to me at one point and just went Piper shut up <laughs> And I kind of looked at her you know, on the Monash freeway, you know, so romantic. Uh, and I just felt so like, I just, oh, I, love I appreciate you so much. And I don't oh. even know how to express how much I appreciate yeah. you. And she goes, yeah. you can start by saying thank you once and then not apologizing again. That, that's, <laughs> because that's so true. I, I realized in apologizing to her, it was almost making it worse. Because yeah. She wasn't upset about moving myself. She wouldn't have been doing it if she didn't want to. Yeah. Or if she didn't want to help at least. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a crazy foreign concept, I think, for anyone with an anxiety brain like us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, like, oh, wow, people actually do enjoy helping and don't feel burdened by (laughs) helping out a friend. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, we're friends. We're best friends. But yeah, yeah I'm so sweet. <laughs> I like uh, I I just love her so much because she's done so much for me. Mm. But then I also remember I've done a lot for her too, and you know, good things come around. But sometimes it's really easy to forget that you are also a good person, and you also help people, and you deserve to be helped. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so true. It's beautiful. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Good friends, good eggs, you know? Good eggs are hard to find. (laughs) When you have them, you keep them around. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I really love that. Wow. That's going to be, you know, some thought for the day and just sit with yourself and think about it. You can ask for help. You deserve to be helped. And stop saying sorry for asking for help. That's what I had to learn. I'm that person who will say sorry for saying sorry. (laughs) But turns out you can actually change it. If you still feel like you need to say sorry, say thank you for understanding my situation. Absolutely. Thank you for being there for me because it's still like saying sorry, but it's better. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I actually had very similar stories like yours and one of those were just one it was about moving obviously and um you know the other one was was about you know chatting with my colleague and i just really i just really needed to talk to someone because of what i've been going through and she is someone that i've already i just i just love her you know on a personal note i just love her as a person and and i thought i don't know if it's going to be appropriate for me to approach her but i'll try you know and when I try approaching her, she immediately said yes. And then she's like, just ping me anytime. Like, I'm happy to talk to you. Definitely. Like, don't, don't think that you're bothering me or anything. Cause you know, you can talk to me. And she was actually saying, thank you for sharing your story because yeah. now I also realized that opening up to others and sharing your story, your personal I don't know, hurtful, sad story. It's just, it, it just, it is a big step and it takes a lot of courage for you to open up. So yeah, you don't have to be sorry for sharing. Yeah. And I I also feel like it's easy to forget that 
opening up to someone shows trust yeah. and shows that you really value that person. I mean, I know that when someone opens up to me, especially as an aspiring psychologist, um, it makes me feel so good knowing that they trust me enough to bring their, their problems or their, their hurt, their, their feelings to me and know that I'm not going to judge them and that I'm going to try to provide them with the best advice that I can or at the very least, support yeah absolutely and that's what I try to remember now whenever I speak to someone about my own problems it's like okay I'm putting a lot of trust and faith in this person and they probably appreciate that yeah and if they didn't want to talk to me they would just say no yeah or at least they would say no (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that I love that such a beautiful thing to talk about today because it's actually perfect timing for me as well these things yeah. are not easy to learn, and I'm glad we're both learning about it. It's baby steps. Yeah. But those baby steps, as you said before, turn into big steps, and we'll just keep going. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. I really <laughs> love that. <Yes>, okay. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share them. <laughs> <laughs>